Hello, welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Verley, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the podcast studio for another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. And on with us on the phone, coming into coming in to the podcast studio all the way from beautiful, sunny, and sandy Southampton. Sunny Vin, today. Sunny today. Vin Camp. Vin, how <laughs> hey, you doing? Everybody. Doing well. How's everybody doing? Pleasure to be back. And a few days of uh, rain down here, but the sun is shining right now. Sun so is we'll shining it. today. We'll take it, man. So for those that have not listened to the Project Purple podcast in the past, Vin is a program manager here at Project Purple, helps to run the ship, oversees our push-pull program, all of our third-party events. And anything outside of, uh, I don't know, Vin, what, what, what would we say? The, the title has kind of morphed and changed, and you're, you're involved in so many facets of the business. So uh, pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Uh, pleasure to be here and excited for you know, 2021 after, uh, after last year uh, um, and you know, navigating what we had to go through there. It's exciting to have things start to ease up a little bit so we can get to a lot of our events back up and running and excited for things to come. Definitely. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this podcast, we're going to focus on some things that are happening here in the spring and then carrying us through the summer, early summer, and then into the fall as we get into the later part of the podcast. But as you said, Vin, you know, we're recording this here in early May. Um, there's a lot of positivity out there in the world, um, quite frankly. I mean, I know certain countries are, are still dealing, you know, with flare-ups of, of the pandemic, but here in the United States, I mean, baseball stadiums have uh, announced, you know, full capacity dates here in the coming weeks here in the New York metro area. I think the Yankees and the Mets will be at 100%, I think, on the 19th, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, Connecticut, um, I just read this the other day, which is kind of fascinating. You know, with regards to COVID, I think Connecticut has the best rate per capita of vaccination. So, you know, I think the reason we're giving out these stats and talking about this right now, I mean, it's important to what we do as as we gather as a community to raise awareness and raise funds for the disease. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk before the vaccines rolled out about herd immunity and how New Zealand had achieved herd immunity. And, you know, now with the vaccine rollout, we have, I think now, I, I don't know the exact number, but I thought I saw close to 200 million, possibly, um, that we are nearing that herd immunity, quite possibly, from what I've read and, and what we're starting to see with, uh, you know, people and places in this part of the country kind of going back to pre-COVID existence, which is really exciting. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely exciting because, you know, we've talked about it on podcasts and we've talked about it live. Like our our bread and butter is these live events and, you know, we've been doing some, you know, virtual things and have some other things that are, you know, for lack of a better term, I think getting us through or helping us navigate the waters. Um, but it's exciting, you know, to see or to be able to potentially get back to our live events where, you know, that's where we love being, you know, we, you always talk about being on the megaphone again. I think, uh, yeah. I think a lot of our runners and a lot of, uh, our followers are excited for that day to, uh, 
you know, be back out on the course and just be back out, back out at live events, even with the push pull, you know, just being able to get into the gym and have that energy, you know, it's, it's a different form of energy and it's exciting to potentially, you know, start to have that and build up this momentum again, going through the spring, summer and and into our fall. Yeah. There's a lot of positive things happening and, and, for all the listeners at home, COVID's a very serious thing. We're not taking away from the seriousness of COVID, and especially for our community, for our immunocompromised folks. Uh, we hope that everyone is taking all the precautions and all the safety measures, you know, in order to uh, to get back to where we were before. But there is a lot of, I guess the point here is there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel here that we did not see three months ago. And so with that, let's talk about some of the things that we have going on this spring. And, and you know, we've got a couple of virtual things here. And so we are still, uh, you know, in a virtual reality, I guess we would say, you know, in terms of our events and, and what we're trying to do. And, and you know, the biggest piece to all this is amplifying the mission of what we do here at Project Purple is our mission is a world without pancreatic cancer and, and how we've achieved that here over the last really 14 months now, you know, in this, this reality of dealing with this pandemic. But the first event is our pass the torch, which we opened up live. Um, this was an event that we, I say live, but we should say to the public, it was an event that mm -hmm. we were, we had going on with our alumni. And then we kind of took that to 2.0. So let's talk a little bit about that then. Yeah. Pass the torch. It was like you said, we opened it up last year when all this was in the prime and we weren't able to do anything you know, we were all in lockdowns and the the idea of it was like we're gonna run and move walk run jog until our marathons are back or until we're able to get back to these live events um had a sign up sheet and i think it filled up that first week i think it filled up until like august of that year it was like six months were filled of like two a days two slots a day um as the new year came around in 2021 we decided to go 2.0 and open this up to the public and try to raise awareness. So this year alone, 60,430 people will be diagnosed. So we came up with the idea of as a community, what if we ran one mile for every person diagnosed this year with pancreatic cancer? So for the rest of the year, at that point, it was 10 months. We'll try to accumulate these, these miles and, raise awareness number one again it's a it's a free event anyone can join this and you don't have to sign up for a day if you go out and walk your dogs if you take your baby for a walk you know in the stroller if you are training for any kind of marathons if you just like getting outside and like walking on the beach taking a hike whatever it is you could register for this event go on the website log your miles and there's a tracker on the website and the community's coming together and raising awareness for pancreatic cancer as long as we're you know posting about it and people start asking about oh what are you doing what's that mean or why you're out there posting that you're walking or running and it, it comes back to that story you know 60,000 people 430 60,430 people are diagnosed we can move for them we can raise awareness we can raise that hope for them um, and that's the point of this you know past the torch relay and as of right now I'm looking at the site it's we have 105 people that are registered currently and I believe I'm, I'm going to recalculate the miles here, 6,287 miles so far to date. So we're chipping away at that. And, you know, there's some people on here that have over 400 miles already, you know, some heavy, heavy, you know, runners, but there's other people that 
just go out and it's one mile a day. They go for a one mile walk with their loved ones or dogs or whatever it is. They hike and you can do as many activities as you want. And again, that goal, you know, with, especially with this disease and we're looking for that world without pancreatic cancer is awareness. We need more awareness towards this. And this is one of those events where it's more focused on that awareness piece. And so far it's been going good. We're looking to get this, you know, way more people involved in this and I think we have 24 states involved I'd love to have somebody in every single state uh, participating you know just because it looks cool on the map and we can say we're in every state participating in this um, but anyone can do it you don't have to run you can walk like I said walk jog run just get out and move that body you know move move however you can log your miles and help raise awareness yeah, I love it. I mean, and so if we do the quick math, and and, and this is we're 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 nearing ten percent of yeah. the miles completed and needed to get there. And you know, the great thing about this, and you mentioned, it, we have some people that are just running like some serious miles, and and you know, that's great. Um, you know, we are runners, but everyone's a runner in my mind, right? Anyone. Yeah. And so whether, and I think this is something I know a lot of people in our community have taken this pledge. Um, you know, we've got a hundred mile challenge right now on Facebook going on, mm -hmm. you know, with a lot of new people and people are just logging miles every day. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to go out and run. It could be the walk that you do during lunch, you know, right. and, and this is something, you know, I know we're, we're focusing here on, you know, the, the whole pancreatic cancer aspect, but for those listeners at home, if you, if you need motivation, um, if mm -hmm. maybe pancreatic cancer is not enough of a motivation, and I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful way, but you know, COVID I think has uh, put a lot of people in kind of this, uh, mm -hmm. you know, mentality of like, hey, you know, there's a pandemic, I'm not gonna do anything. But if you, if you need something to get off the couch, let's say, you know, this is yeah. a great way to pass the torch to get off that couch. Um, and, and you can start, you know, small, you, you can start mm -hmm. at a mile, you know, every day and build on that, you know? And so that's, what's the really cool aspect about this is like, we've had people, you know, from the serious, you know, competitive yeah. standpoint of running to, you know, the person trying to get back in the shape and chipping away at those miles or someone who is just staying active by, you know, getting their walk in every day at lunch or getting mm -hmm. their walk in the morning with their dogs or after work or whatever that may yeah. be. But guess yeah. what? That all adds up, right? It all adds up for sure. And I, I do know as I'm scrolling through the list here, there's a few people on here that have seen other people post that they were doing it and have reached out and literally has been their first mile they've moved in years. Yeah. You know, and they were just moved to get up and get going. Um, you know, like you said, because of everything with COVID being locked in our houses, just wanting to, you know, not being able to do anything. You know, just go walk around your neighborhood neighborhood, and just get out in the sun. It, it does a lot for the body. Yes, we're raising awareness, but it does a lot for that, you know, for your mind, for your body. Um, you know, and then, you know, you see people, they're doing their first mile that they haven't done in so many years. And then you look back on the tracker like a week or two later and they're at like 20, 30. Like you see that growth. It's, it's amazing to see that they're, they're raising awareness, but they're what they're doing for themselves. So it's it's really, it's unique in that sense. And it's, I love seeing it as I, as I dig into the numbers every day and look at them, it's, it's great to see. And it's, it's motivating, you know, to see all these people involved. It's awesome stuff. And, you know, the, the great thing about this is, you know, you and I have talked about this, but for audience listening at home is this, this kind of is in an overlay 
on everything that mm-hmm. you're doing. If you're training for right. one of our marathons, great way to, again, amplify the message, amplify the message, amplify the mission, um, you know, and if you're training for something else or again, just getting back into shape, it's a great way, you know, to put this on top of that. So great stuff happening with Pass the Torch. I know we also have some really cool contests not that everyone is in it for, you know, the contest, but it's a great little motivator along the way. We've got one right now going on for the month of May. We're going to have one uh, for the month of June, July, August, until we reach our goal of those 60,000 plus miles. So really exciting stuff. Let's move on, Vin, because we also yeah. recently announced a virtual event that has a deadline because it's happening the weekend of June 25th, uh, excuse me, 26th, uh, which is Dino's Double. We're bringing back the dinosaur. Now, full disclosure, for those that participated last year, heard us say this, this is not a play on me <laughs> at all, uh, even though it has my name in it. Uh, but the whole premise around this is to make pancreatic cancer extinct. And by doing so, it's a double mile. So easy, attainable event, uh, easy mileage. This is a great way to get involved, um, help build community, and also give back to our research efforts with the Precede Consortium. I know we've done a couple podcasts. We've done quite a bit actually on the Precede Consortium with a variety of researchers and clinicians that are involved in the consortium, but we've also talked about the Precede Consortium at length. All the money that's raised from Dino's Devil goes towards Precede. So your direct efforts are helping towards an early detection protocol with high risk patients and families for pancreatic cancer. So really exciting stuff. Yeah, this was, you know, we launched this last year. I think this might've been our first virtual event, you know, that we did last year. And it was, it was widely successful for our first event. I think we almost had 50 states involved. Um, And like you said, the biggest thing I like about it is that it's not a half marathon. It's not go out and run this huge amount of miles. It's it's two miles. You you do one mile on Saturday, do one mile on Sunday. If you want, you know, we've, you know, you can break it up, you know, to two miles if you're walking it or whatever it is. Again, it's all going, you know, to that early detection. Um, It's off to a great start. We have, you know, 19 people registered. There's multiple registration options. We, We do have a free option to register. Um, but then you all you get a custom bib like last year. Um, then we have two other options where you can get a pair of our custom gooders that we have. And then the third option would be, um, our metal. So Dino's coming back in a, uh, another form of a metal, you know, just like last year, but it's a different metal. Um, and it's just a, a good way again, to, to get involved, get active. And I think the biggest part of it is it is directly going to, you know, that proceed consortium, which is, you know, what we're fighting for and, you know, finding this thing early in, in the process. And, you know, as we know, if the, if cancer is found early, there's a bigger possibility of having survival. And that's really what we're striving for is increasing the survival rate. And we're going to do that through this proceed consortium. And then this is just the one piece of that tool to get there with this Dino's double. Absolutely. And I think what you just said, just, you know, for those listening at home, hopefully they caught this and I just caught it. 
you know, and this is something like when we get this question often, like, okay, so how, how are you going to increase survival? Like, what are you guys doing yeah. to impact survival and precede the precede consortium, I should say, is impacting survival. And how we're doing that is we're putting high risk patients. We know that 10% of all pancreatic cancer cases in the United States or in the world, excuse me, come from some sort of germline mutation, i.e. a genetic mutation that you were born with. You didn't do anything to get it. Um, your parents actually did something to give that to you because your genes are passed on from your parents. So if we can identify the population that has these genes that make you at higher risk for disease, and in particular pancreatic cancer and other cancers, and put you into surveillance so that you're continually going for checkups and also that you are aware that you are at higher risk. This is how we get to early detection and this is how we increase survival because what happens then if you have someone, let's just think about this and walk through this. If you have someone who's at high risk and every year they're going in to see their specialist in this case, it would be their gastrointernist. And they're doing maybe imaging or some sort of diagnostic testing every year where this physician clinician is looking basically at the insides of the patient and making sure that there are no growths, there are no cancers, there are no malignancies. But if we're doing this on an annual basis, and if what we know about this cancer, pancreatic cancer, some people have said it's a slow growth. It presents itself, but the symptoms don't really present themselves until later staging. But if we can find cancers early on, two things happen. One, they become resectable. So surgery becomes an option. And two, survivability goes up exponentially because now you get cancer at an early stage, you eliminate the cancer via surgery, and now patients' quality of life and their projected life expectancy go up dramatically. And that's what the Precede Consortium is doing. We're helping to identify these high-risk patients. Now, not all these patients, There's, it, it, it's, it, I wanna be 100% transparent here. Just because you have a genetic mutation doesn't mean you are guaranteed to get a cancer, but you should be aware of it. Just like if you have diabetes, you should be aware of that. Or if you have other illnesses that are genetic illnesses or you know something that you know could impact you in the future, you should be aware of this. This is how we prevent disease is being aware of this. So that's really the strength of this consortium through 35 centers worldwide. And that's the effort here with Dino's Double is to support that effort and to also help raise the awareness of this disease, especially within the high-risk community. So we're really excited to bring it back. We've got a bigger medal, you know what they say, you know, <laughs> the second time around, uh, you know, things get a little bit bigger and better. And so that's what we're hoping. I think last year we raised just shy of 25,000. So we'd love to yeah. beat that goal this year. Um, I know it's not always about beating goals, but you know, we're, we're a competitive group here to some degree. Um, but 
without that support, we don't get to continue to do the great things that our researchers and our clinicians are doing. So it's truly, truly such a, a big part of what we're doing. So we're excited for Dino's Double. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a fun event, and I'm sure, like all of our events, we'll we'll run some contests during it, and you know, just increase the, you know, that competitive fire that is fun. Um, whether it's through photos, and which I think is a unique thing with all of our events, we have that photo gallery. I, I always like talking about it because you get some really cool photos of people participating, and whether they take like a unique, funny, cool picture or whatever it is, it's it helps and it's fun to see the community and for i mean in all honesty according to last year there's people in other countries that participated yeah so we're getting people like across the world involved in our mission and yeah i always say that's when real change starts to happen is when you know we start getting more and more people involved and this is a a great another great way that that's going to be able to happen so that's Absolutely. again available and it's up and live and running and you can register for it. And again, it's that weekend of June 25th and 26th. Yeah. I can't wait. And, and the great thing about this being virtual Vin, as with all of our events, um, you can do this from anywhere and yeah, anywhere. You know, two miles, you know, if you wanted to do a mile a day, you can do that as well. Yep. Um, and you know, the great thing, and I think the one thing that we've seen really good success with in the past with people building out teams, you know, naturally yeah. you've got family all over the country. So guess what? They don't have to travel to your house to do it. They can do it from their mm -hmm. home and you could really build family teams and honor loved ones. It's just a really great yeah. opportunity to remember those loved ones lost and those battling as well. So yeah, and I think we saw that last year, I think with a, there was a couple of teams that were, um, that were created and they had just recently lost the loved one or wanted to remember a loved one and, you know, they did it for them and it was widely successful and, at the end of the day, after you know the feedback we got, it was like th that's what they needed to, you know, get through this tough period. You know, was to create that team and you know do it in honor of you know that loved one that's battling or that loved one that was lost. It's so that's a, a great opportunity to, you know, you don't have to go out and set up like a fundraiser. You know, on your own, you can use this event to create a team, and that's you know, something to honor them and it's, you know, it's unique and it, it gives a lot of meaning to it and you can make it as unique as you want. Awesome. So let's move and let's shift here to something not running, walking, jogging <laughs> that uh, our community can get involved in. And I know we we've had this out there for past couple of uh, weeks, if not more, a little bit more than a month, but our putt for PC program. Yes. Which is, which is really different. <laughs> it's different. And I love, I love the analogy that you gave when we first came up with this was the, the dude, perfect people, the guys, you know, that do those crazy trick shots and everything. And then it really started to like make sense with me when the whole concept came to be, um, you know, so for, for PC, it's really that it says it in the name, you know, we, we want the community to get involved with a different form. You know, you're not a runner, you're not, you know anything you can't get involved or don't want to get involved with any of our runs or virtual runs you know if you're a golfer or if you just like having fun and want to try some challenging shots you know you can set up register set up a putt of 10 feet or more you know you get a couple, three shots has to make it has to stay in the cup you, we send you a cup and, and a sleeve of balls once you register and we're looking for creative unique you know obstacles are encouraged 
um, you know, and sync that pot and you can send those videos into me. We'll review them in the office and, you know, every month or so we'll have, you know, winners and, and prizes for the most unique or most challenging putts. Um, just a different, unique, you know, concept that, you know, as we go into, you know, different areas of raising awareness, if they think this can be a very big opportunity for that, because, you know, you're going to get golf balls and, you know, you can bring those golf balls on the golf course with you now and you can, you know, wear the golf shirt if you get one and, a lot of different moving parts to this, but at the end of the day, we want you setting up a 10 foot putt or more, throw in some obstacles if you want and make it really unique and fun and, you know, sync that putt, you know, for PC and for, you know, getting PC, the awareness that it needs. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you, you hit it right on the head here, um, you know, in terms of what this thing is and, you know, I, I've got two teenage boys. They watch a lot of dude, dude perfect. And, and one of them does a lot of goofy things with like, you know, I, I think he was doing like golf balls down the stairs one day and tennis yeah. balls the next day, <laughs> trying to get them into like a cup. So that was kind of the, uh, the inspiration for this. And, and really, as you said, Vin, just, you know, anyone who plays golf or anyone who even, you know, does mini golf, you know, this is a great way to, to get involved and, and to get, awareness out there and have some fun. So that program's up and running. That's a year round program. And we've got some great incentives built in there as well for people to take advantage of. So a couple other things that are happening. So th this is kind of our shift here. The, the second part of the, the podcast here is, you know, talk about things that are non running, walking, jogging, as we said, um, we've got an event coming back again for the second year in August. That'll, that'll be awesome. I mean, my, my you know, we're close to lunch here, so I'm getting hungry just, you know, <laughs> talking about this, but the big stews barbecue is coming back in August. Yeah. yeah. And that was fun last year. Um, obviously we couldn't enjoy the food, but it went, and, but they yeah. did it virtual, you know, and they, they changed it to a virtual event, which was different for barbecue. And I think we were all like, how is this going to work? Uh, and, and at the end of the day, a, a lot of people got involved in this and, you know, they submitted their pictures of their setups, of their dessert, of their barbecue. And, you know, it was voted on and there was a lot of interesting foods last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just even looking at the pictures, it was like mouthwatering. Like I, I want those recipes type thing, but it was fun. That's coming back in August. Um, you know, excited to get it up and running and, you know, seeing what everybody has, you know, to create. I know for me being in lockdown, I'm cooking more now. So it, it opens a lot of uh, new ideas to like not eating the same thing. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun event. Uh, I encourage you if you're, if you love barbecuing or anything, um, when that goes live, uh, which should be hopefully in the next couple of days here, you know, for registrations and once we finish the site, um, you know, get involved in that and you know, show us what you got on your barbecues or your setups. I know some people out there that have some pretty cool, you know, steam cookers or slow cookers, barbecues, whatever it is, like get that set up and I, uh, you know, submit those pictures, you know, cause there could be some pretty good prizes, you know, for this one. Vin, I think we got to correct some there. They're slow cookers, not steam slow cookers. cookers. I think steam they cookers. produce a lot of steam, <laughs> uh, but they are slow cookers. So we don't want to offend there anyone out there. But yeah, and, and barbecue has exploded, right? And then, you know, we're, there, there's shortages all around the, yeah. the world right now. And chicken wings are at an extreme shortage right now, which is just <laughs> kind of funny to, to think about that. But uh, that event was great last year. 
And it was really cool. You you talked about like, you know, the, so there were categories for best looking barbecue and then best setup, right? And it was just really cool to see people get really creative. And then the third one was best dessert, right? Because they, they love uh, dessert with barbecue. And so we're still going with that same theme this year. Again, virtually off the success that we had last year, because, you know, there were just people from all over the country everywhere uh, that, you know, got engaged and did this over the weekend and submitted their photos. And yeah, you know, that's the one thing last year, you know, seeing all those pictures when we did the event physically, it was awesome to be there and to be able to test the food, right? Like to actually right. taste, taste it. I wish we had the opportunity last year because some of those dishes were like unbelievable. Like just looking in the pictures, like, again, I'm getting hungry. My mouth, my stomach is growling right now, just talking about it. So we're looking forward to that. And something new that we're going to be doing this year for everyone who participates, you're going to be getting an apron. So we're excited to, to offer that to our participants this year, add a little bit of flair, a little bit of uh, flavor here at Project Purple and a great way to honor Big Stu who, who passed away from pancreatic cancer and his son and his family, along with his brother and mother have kind of continue to remember their dad um, who loved to barbecue and it was a family thing. And there's just a great story around the event as well. So we're excited to have them back again. This will be the third year, second year virtually. So really excited for that in August. And then September, we've got something really big happening in person here in the Connecticut area. And I, I like to say like the New York City metro area because it's it's pretty close to New York City and northern New Jersey. But we've got our first ever charity golf outing happening at Shorehaven Country Club in Norwalk, Connecticut on September 13th. So I'm super excited about that. Um, ben, let's talk a little bit about our golf outing because I know you, you're full on bore, full speed ahead with this thing. Uh, but we're super excited for this. It took us a while to get this thing uh, finalized. Um, yeah. You know, we don't plan these things. I, you know, I won't go into many details, but these things don't happen overnight, right? This has been yeah. months and months and months in the planning. So we're really excited to have this opportunity to be at Shorehaven. Yeah. And a beautiful course. Um, and you know, I'm you know, excited that we you know, landed on this course. It's, it's in Connecticut, in Norwalk. Um, on Monday, September 13th. And I think we've talked about this, you know, for years, I think that I've been here, you mm -hmm. know, potentially doing one and we've just been so busy, like with all of that, with in the past, what we were charity partners of 18 marathons. It was like, when are we going to have time to do that? Yeah. You know, it, we, you know, it didn't fit into any schedule. Um, fortunately, unfortunately with, you know, COVID and cancellations, it opened up some windows, you know, to be able to put this on and, I think we landed at the perfect course for it for this year for our first one, you know, right on the shoreline in Norwalk, right over, not right over, but, you know, close to the border in New York. You know, so again, like you said, that tri-state area um, can get involved. It's, it's not too far of a drive, you know, for those avid golfers, it is a private course. So not a lot of people get to play on it. So you can have the opportunity to go out on this private course and, you know, play a beautiful link style course, um, that is one of only two, I believe, on the shore in Connecticut. So, you know, you get to go and see some beautiful scenery on the, on the Long Island Sound. Um, but that is up. It's going. They, there are sponsorships available, you know, for holes, for, you know, different, you know, contests we have going on. Um, there's foursomes available still. Everything's still out there. We're looking to fill this thing up. And, 
you know, with the golf, you'll have the golf. It's you'll have the lunch. We're going to have a cocktail hour afterwards. We're going to have a raffle. And we, you know, we may have some other you know, fun surprises you know, during you know, that cocktail hour as well. But looking forward to getting out there and you know, swinging the clubs on a be- hopefully a beautiful day in September and you know, having this first, first project you know, for us or first you know, tournament for us. Um, again, you had said it earlier, you know, that you know, it's not just running. You know, we're, we're opening up into other areas and this is just one of those other areas. You know, golf is huge now. It's, it's open. You can distance. You can you know, be safe out there on the course and it just fits perfectly into you know, how we're doing it. And I don't know if we want to let the beans out of the bag right now or if we'll wait on that, but we do have a really unique um, gift for everyone that you know, registers to play in that foursome. Absolutely, we could let the let the beans out of the bag, or I think it's let the cat out of the bag. Is uh, yeah, bag, everyone yeah. who will be participating in the golf outing will be getting a, a free pair of New Balance sneakers. So you'll have a choice of three options. Uh, New Balance has been a, a valued partner of ours for the last, I think. Uh, four years here at Project Purple, providing our run teams with uh, gear throughout the year um, with our stores that we throw up online, and then with all of our run singlets and promotional gear that we use uh, primarily with New Balance. So we're excited to have them on board and have them as part of uh, our first ever golf outing. And we've got a really great gift, as you said, for all of our participants that day, you know, um, to take advantage of, of just the, the mission, the course. I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, I just read, you know, Shore Haven's one of the top 100 uh, country clubs in New England. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful layout. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this, folks. Uh, right on the water, as you said, Ben, it's one of two courses that has uh, water that just sits on the water and just really excited. I mean, the fall's a special time of the year here in New England um, for those that don't live in the area. Um, but those that do know, um, and you know, the foliage and just the, it's just a really, really special time. I don't think we'll have that much foliage in September, but still just, we'll have great weather, um, that time of year, you know, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Um, the course is going to be in in amazing shape as it always is. And so we're really excited for it. We've got some other exciting things that we're going to be doing with the golf outing. And there's so many opportunities. So if someone's listening here locally, or even if you're not in the local area and you want to get involved and support it some way, whether it's via sponsorship or some other unique way, um, you know, reach out to us and uh, let us know because there's plenty of opportunities to get involved and support. So we're really excited for that event on September 13th and uh, can't wait, man. I cannot wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely going to be a lot of fun. I've, I know I've been itching to, to get one of these and, you know, it's, I'm excited for it. And as you mentioned, that you, anyone can get involved. And even if you're not local, I know, you know, last night we had a call with our ambassadors um, and there is an opportunity to put, um, have a yard sign, a memorial yard sign. So if you're not a business or if you're not in the local area and you want to you know, remember a loved one, you know, on the course that day, we were going to be able to put up those memorial yard signs. So like we said, anyone, you know, can get involved in this and, you know, we can honor and you know, remember and do our part in, you know, not only raising awareness, but, you know, the other part of what we do is really like honor, honoring and, you know, just remembering those who have you know lost or are battling. So 
a different unique way to get on there because those court those signs will be on the course you know the entire day absolutely absolutely so I think Vin, you and I have to start working on our golf game, of course. So that's yes, going to give me. I play once a year. <laughs> we, we've got a long runway, not a long runway, but we've got a couple months here to work on our golf game. So we're playing a lot more golf this summer here in spring. So, well, with that, Vin, I want to thank you for coming on the Project Purple podcast once again. For our audience listening at home, if there's anything that you heard today, be it the Pass the Torch, the, the Big Stew's Barbecue, or our golf outing coming up, and you want to reach out to Vin or myself, we're going to give you our emails. My email is real simple. It's Dino, D-I-N-O, at projectpurple.org. And Vin's is V-I-N, at Vin, at projectpurple.org. So if you have any questions regarding any of the programs that we went over today and any of the events that we have coming up, whatever the question may be, don't worry about it. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you and appreciate all the support. Vin. Thanks again for being a guest on the Project Purple podcast. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for all you do for Project Purple. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple podcast. If you like what you hear today, please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share this podcast. And until next time, please be safe. Thanks for listening. Yeah.